I was intent on making a dent in what became a huge jungle of overgrown grass. I could barely see our small dog if she entered that area, kind of like her own field of dreams. Welcome to the Only Child Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Wallace. Have you ever felt like you didn't receive the how-to brochure on life? That you didn't get enough guidance about major life issues? So did I. You don't have to be an only child to feel this way. In my podcast, we'll explore some of the best ways to better navigate adulting while doing so with humor and light. Welcome everyone to the Only Child Diaries podcast. Before I get into today's topic, I want to share that I have a couple of new interviews on the way. One is going to be for Halloween because we are talking about ghosts and vampires. This one is fun. In my search for guests, I found that there are so many interesting people who are only children. So stay tuned. It's also been a crazy month or so here at Casa Wallace Gifford. Hmm. For those of you who might be confused about that, those are our two last names. I didn't take Bill's last name when we got married. Hey, I had been a Wallace for a long time. Anyway, we had the air conditioning installation guys here on and off for two weeks. I felt like my life and my house (laughs) wasn't my own. I also had a series of crazy jury duty appearances. Thankfully, that's over. Not that I don't want to serve, but they told us it was a 17-day trial, and I'm needed at home. Bubby, our now diabetic cat, is doing well with his daily insulin shots, and his glucose is showing signs of normalizing. So we've gone from two shots a day to only one. Brownie, our little dog, is her usual codependent, anxiety-ridden, funny self. This month, Bill and I have some long-awaited specialist appointments that we've been holding out for for about three months. Another reason I couldn't serve on jury duty. Dallas, our horse, has had a few blips, but he's over 30. And and hey, I, I have blips almost every day. Overall, he's still got it going on. Knock wood. We still miss Walter every day. It's been hard, especially for me, to talk about him. In fact, Chewy sent us flowers in his memory. This was after someone hacked into my Chewy account and sent over $1,400 worth of very expensive dog food to us. (laughs) Either a huge error on their part or one of the stupidest criminals ever. Anyway, enough of the updates. Today, I'm going to talk about gardening again because this past week, I was out there toughing it out with my hedge, doing battle, so to speak. And I realized that all the lessons I ever needed to learn, I've learned in my garden. You might remember me talking before about not really being a nature girl. I was always so allergic to things. And I remember a doctor telling my mom that I should never, ever go outside. Seriously? Never? How would that even be possible? 
I didn't have asthma. I didn't really have breathing problems. So I'm not sure where that came from. Yes, I had a lot of sneezing and itching and dripping and weeping eyes from pollen and grasses and molds, etc. And yes, I was allergic to a lot of things that grow, but I wasn't even really wheezing back then. As a result, I wasn't outside a lot and I wasn't encouraged to pursue outside activities necessarily. That doesn't mean I didn't go outside. We also weren't what you would call an outdoorsy family. Maybe my dad was with his biking, but my mom? No. I don't think the word camping ever even entered her vernacular. Imagining my mother camping with a tent and no bathroom brings to mind what could only be construed as a comic mishap movie. (laughs) This is probably why to this day I, I still have trouble understanding why people hike. I'm learning and I've been trying to expose myself to these things, but it's still so foreign. Oh, and bodies of water. Mom not only got seasick, she also didn't believe in getting her hair wet ever. This was an unspoken rule. So anything with water was pretty much out of the question. We were mostly an indoor family. That being said, I love being outdoors now. I love the fresh air, the breeze, being with the birds and the plants and the trees. Hey, that rhymes. (laughs) Listening to nature, you can listen to it, you know. And working with soil is a grounding experience. Now, we have this really old hedge between us and the neighbors. It's been there as long as I can remember. When I was a little kid, the woman who lived next to us didn't like us. And I guess to be fair, we didn't like her either. I'm not sure what the issue was because I was little, but we never communicated with each other. So there was this hedge and it was a good thing. It helped us to have some privacy from her prying eyes. Some of the parts of the hedge have died off now and little oak tree acorns have sprouted and grown into the hedge. Really, little oak tree acorns have sprouted all over the property, (laughs) but that's another story. Anyway, there's a lot going on in there. I've slowly been trying to plant a few new bushes in there to start to repair the sparse areas. I actually saw a coyote walk through one of the front parts into the neighbor's yard recently, and he was a fairly large coyote. The neighbors who live there now are lovely people. Good neighbors are so valuable, aren't they? My friend Dolly, who used to live around the corner, told me that one of their neighbors had complained about some dead bushes in their front yard. I mean, really? You have that much time? And the city had come out to say they needed to be removed. So I'm always trying to trim out some of the dead wood to keep it looking fresh and avoid any complaints. I recently got a really good pair of long-handled clippers so I could easily cut a thicker branch without completely killing my hands. I love using them. I feel so professional. (laughs) There has been a part of the hedge that seemed dead. I cut the branches down to about a foot from the soil a while ago, but nothing sprouted, so I thought it's time to get rid of this. But it was a struggle. 
Like most other parts of this property, the roots had long been established and they were really stuck and stuck good. They were in there for the duration. I started by cutting the stalks as far down as I could. Then I took my new gardening hoe and started whacking away at it. Whew, wow, it was tough. Then I took my hand clippers and cut the roots that spread from the clump as much as I could. I kept at this process for about an hour. At one point, I thought about the fact that any strong man, including our gardener, could probably have completed this task in about a third of the time, if not less, but I was determined to get rid of this root. I talked to it. I told it I was tenacious and I was going to win. And it finally, <laughs> gratefully, gave in and came loose from the soil. I'll post a photo of what was left on social media. Now, I've yet to dig the hole to plant the new bush there. I'm anticipating that the roots will be underneath and we'll encounter part two of my tenacity test. This all got me thinking about the lessons that I've learned in my garden, things that it teaches me on a daily basis. Gardening includes patience, of course, planting something and waiting for it to grow, hoping that it thrives and doesn't wither and die. Despite my best efforts, this has happened to me a lot. It feels like trial and error. I read a couple of gardening magazines and they will highlight a kind of plant and include the zones where these plants thrive. And I'll think maybe it should include a Tracy zone. Will Tracy be able to make it thrive? I recently bought some flowering annuals that were on sale where it said they love sun and heat. Well, that, that sounded good to me because I have a space that is always sunny. And so it's also hot. And the care instructions said to let them dry out between watering, which wasn't hard since it's so hot there. Unfortunately, they aren't doing well, despite the fact that I believe I've followed those instructions. Maybe it's too hot there. Other things, though, are thriving, like my new coleus plant. However, it seems that something is chewing on the big, gorgeous leaves it's producing. Sometimes it's a delicate balance. Oh, and speaking of patience, oftentimes I will work on an area and get it looking all nice, only to find the next day that Brownie, our dog, has decided to excavate that area with her paws and spread dirt all over the place. I'm sure in some ways she believes she's helping me out, but I wish if she wanted to dig a hole, she would work on the places where there are weeds. <laughs> Gardening shows us the wonder of nature. When else can you put a tiny seed in the ground, water it, and get a magnificent bloom or wonderful tasting fruit or vegetable? If you think about it, it's really a miracle. Gardening gives us the opportunity for better health, not only through the physical exercise, but also creating healthy fruits and vegetables to eat and hopefully getting fresh air and sun for the vitamin K, but not so much that you get skin cancer, are health benefits as well. Again, a delicate balance. Gardening teaches us to live in the moment. So often I have enjoyed the bloom of a rose or another plant 
or just the health of a tree or plant, all the while knowing that the petals will soon fall away, the leaves will drop, or the plant might go dormant for the winter. We need to enjoy what we have while we have it, even if it's fleeting. This goes for plants, but so many other things in life as well. Gardening teaches us to pace ourselves and also to keep up with a schedule. Over the last few months, I've spent a lot of hours in the backyard pulling weeds. I was intent on making a dent in what became a huge jungle of overgrown grass. I could barely see our small dog if she entered that area, kind of like her own field of dreams. And I had gotten through about 60% of them. Well, August brought us a surprise rainstorm. So guess what? New weeds are sprouting all over the yard now. And the ones that were there that were starting to wither with the heat, well, they're looking healthier than ever. One thing I've learned, there will always be weeds. Which leads me to our next lesson, the great cycle of life. No matter how much of my garden withers and dies off each year, there will always be something sprouting and growing each year as well. Plants are, in the end, able to survive all kinds of weather and different factors, and they can also be tenacious. Gardening teaches us to be resourceful. In this drought environment, I'm constantly saving water from the kitchen or the shower because I know that water is my garden's best friend. I've seen all sorts of things be rejuvenated by water. My lawn, for one. I still have trouble getting rid of what little lawn we have. Last year, it was getting pretty brown, but all the rain we've had this year has really helped bring it back. Saving water also saves money. And taking advantage of other resources. My friend Natalie recently thinned out her sword ferns from her yard. Although I wouldn't have consciously gone and thought about buying these plants at the nursery, I think I can make good use of the plants somewhere. And then there are always cuttings from other plants you might find, or seeds. You don't always have to think about buying a plant. Finally, gardening teaches us to be grounded, literally. There's nothing more soothing for the soul than putting your hands in the soil, working with the dirt. It reminds me that I'm just a little part of a big, wide world and not to take myself too seriously. <laughs> what are your gardening lessons? How do you feel about the current status of your garden? What are your goals for it in the coming season? You don't have to have a large area. Even a balcony will do. For me, it's a constant work in progress. Back to patience. I don't know if you can ever feel like your garden is complete, but you can get to a place where maybe you feel like it's good enough. And that's a life lesson in and of itself, right? Now, I've got to get back to my weeding. That's all I've got for today. Next week, we'll tackle another topic together. I hope you'll join me. If you like this episode, please follow the Only Child Diaries podcast on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you might listen on. And consider rating Only Child Diaries and writing a review. It helps others to find us. 
please share it with a friend you think might like it as well. Visit my Instagram page, Only Child Diaries, or Facebook, Only Child Diaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tracy Wallace, and these are the Only Child Diaries. <laughs> <laughs>